It's WrestleMania. It's Madison Square Garden. It's the biggest night in the history of our sport. Fans have flocked from around the world to be here. So when you ask, am I overcome with emotion? Yeah. Welcome to Cheap Podcast, episode number 60. This is the unprofessional podcast about professional wrestling. I am your host, Dave Square Rudden. And I'm Henry Big Apple Gilbert. Uh, so, yeah, this, uh, this episode of Cheap Podcast is going to cover what was once, uh, I, I, it, like, WWE's home. The I believe the official terminology is the like, mecca of sports entertainment. Yes. Madison Square Garden, they just had a live event on the WWE Network. Not quite a pay-per-view not quite a takeover. Not quite a mop. Not, not quite, quite a, a puppet. <laughs> but it, this was a good show. It was. I think it was better overall than the um, Beast from the East Beast. special, which had one great match, and then the rest of it was just kind of like, yeah. oh, this this was going to be a house show. Uh, we didn't tweak anything else but this one match to be a house mm. show match. And granted, like n- nothing groundbreaking happened, but like there was at least some story. Story elements were yeah. there, and the Brock thing, you know, mattered. Yeah. Uh, to a degree. More than just him suplexing Kofi Kingston for no mm-hmm. reason. Uh, but nothing of import happened as big as an NXT championship change, yeah. though. Yeah, so... Even though I thought such... Well, I thought one of the secondary belts might change on the show, but yeah. was not to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the thing. Like, it was big enough, and the, the the previous show, like, set that precedent where, yeah, a title could change hands here. It's on the network. And back in the past, when there would be non-televised title changes, it usually would be somewhere important, like Madison Square Garden. That's yeah. where, like, Diesel won his first title. But we'll, Ah, with, like, four seconds on the Bob, backland, right? Yeah. Uh, and we'll get to some of that in the second segment, where it had that, like, that level of mystique that these kind of things could happen. So it, it helped. This was um, their first MSG televised things since survivor series yeah. which i was at so which yeah it's kind of weird that it's been that long but i've heard I, it's just like the, the jim the co- ross is my source on that stuff he's just like yeah it's crazy it's more expensive than it should be because it's madison square garden yeah. and that's the big deal yeah. and so that's why instead they go to barclay center because it's not yeah, as expensive but it doesn't have that like look to it like the roof of madison square garden the I mean, they didn't all those did, Knicks jerseys. Yeah, all but no, it. like that roof is just like you see it, and it looks like nothing else in the world. Yeah, um, yeah. And the, the, the outside, it's just a freaking square. Yeah, just a, I don't know. but I don't. And the, and the entrance was also like they didn't do it for this one, but like that's one of the cool thing in the old cards where there's a different entranceway than everything else. Like this one, the entranceway was like it was a house show entranceway, tinier. Yeah. Small, like, chintzy screen above the entrance ramp, which is also smaller, and it's like, guys, you're not making this look that cool. Yeah, overall, the presentation wasn't... Yeah. It was, I guess, a te- like a a step above full sale, yeah. I'd say, but that's kind of it. And it was surprising, too, that they announced during this thing that they're uh, doing uh, Barclay for the next two years. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, two years worth of SummerSlam... And NXT and Raw on back-to-back-to-back nights. All in Brooklyn, baby. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to go to one of those. But anyway, where, where what was the start of this? So the, the it, it started with the most house-showiest match. It was almost like, yeah, the main event of Beast in the East was really underwhelming. It, was, uh, it sucked. It, it was like a tag team match where nothing really happened. And this, had a, this started with a tag team match where nothing really happened. It was uh, Randy Orton and Dolph Ziggler against Sheamus and Rusev. Blech. Which I don't know if they were trying to do a Sheamus face turn, but no. so the so like the faces won, uh, and it ended with Sheamus kicking Rusev because Rusev w- was ragging on Sheamus for losing the match for the team, which is like, why does this match like that's why do WWE? You care? Why do you care? You yeah. didn't. You weren't pinned, and like. That's the bad thing with WWE nowadays is, like, everybody fights everybody so often that it's like, well, who cares if you lose this week? You'll fight them again in, like, within <laughs> a week or two. You'll never stop fighting Randy yeah. Orton. So who cares that you got pinned? Also, 
didn't uh, didn't Sheamus get, get beat with a classic double double finisher, which is yeah. like that's such a protected pinfall in a tag team yeah. match. Like, well, anybody would lose to a double finisher yeah. in a tag team match. So, and then and it this is a term I've heard enough times on uh, on OSW review. It's mm-hmm. like get the heat back, which mm-hmm. is Sheamus took the pinfall so to show that he's still a tough guy, yeah. not a total loser. Then he knocks over uh, he he broke kicks rusev which dude come on protect rusev out of the two of them sheamus is nothing yeah she, he's he's, and he's okay money. To, yeah you, he's money in the bank which is a, like a that's a ticket to losing for months so exactly. it's a prize when you finally cash in but but uh, at least it wasn't a singles match again of randy and sheamus yeah. i'm just like look come on randy is this is what happens every time with randy that he's He's a great bad guy, so detestable because he is an entitled brat who got everything, mm-hmm. and he's also probably the most physically gifted performer they've ever had. But not that. But then that you also get mad at him because you're like, you're not putting this to good use. You're yeah. just a douchebag. <laughs> but then when he turns, everybody's excited for about two weeks mm-hmm. or two months, maybe. And now we're just in this middling zone of like, hey, Randy Orton, he's a good guy. He's yeah. pretty good. The end. Well, the like, rumors are he's like on a relaxed schedule now, yeah. which is like I don't know, make things like this more special than line. I do wonder if Randy will step it up any in the while well, Cena yeah. is absent soon. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if uh, he's at least in that kind of position of like oh, you're a good guy who could take over for Cena when mm-hmm. he's when he needs a powder. Uh, so the next match was Neville against Stardust. Uh, Another like it's kind of a repet- end. yeah, but. Yeah. I don't know. I liked it. It was short and inoffensive, and yeah. uh, this might have been like a house showy thing. But there was a segment where Stardust, like he kept fixating on Neville's cape, and he wore it at the end so he could <laughs> jump off the top rope. And of course, he failed at it, and then got yeah. the, the red arrow on it's him. It's a but... comedy goof about, but that's the problem. That like Neville, this is hurting Neville just to be yeah. in this forever, forever. It feels like it's never going to end. Yeah, and it, it, it's. Um, it takes me back to this joke from an episode of Mystery Science Theater. It was this episode where spaceships were getting blown up. Yeah. And there you never got a good accounting of where the spaceships were. Mm-hmm. And the joke was that every time they get blown up in this big space fight, they said, no matter what happens, there's no subtracting, subtracting or adding to <laughs> the numbers here. And it's the same deal. Just like one pins the other. It doesn't matter because yeah. they're not going to stop wrestling. Yeah. There's no... There's no end in sight, and that, that's that's what you call a quagmire for yeah. these guys. Also made me sad because the last time I last time I was at Madison Square Garden, I saw Stardust do a moonsault, or not start. I saw Cody yeah. Rhodes do a moonsault off the cage, and it's like you went from having the coolest thing of the night to just like, oh, this is neat. Somebody's got to be the goof though. That's yeah. the thing. We do need a joke character. Like, I wish they'd give Bo Dallas more things to do. Like, yeah. if Bo Dallas was just the guy who showed up. If he was the new Heath Slater who just yeah. showed up and said, "Hey, screw you, jerk face! I'm the best." Bo, ah, and then yeah. he gets killed. That'd be good. Let him be that. So he lost. He was in a dark match that night oh, that he lost two against Zack Ryder. Both of those things make me sad. Like Zack Ryder not getting a spot on the MSG show. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, Bo Dallas, who I could have sworn was like, I thought he was going to be. He was getting I thought he was going to get the. I thought he was the one who's going to get thrashed by Barack and not because yeah. he. They set up that thing where he, you know. He got Brock angry a couple weeks he's ago. Not it's like, good. He's not worth a match against Brock. Yeah, but neither there was Kofi. And then, like, that was well, a fun that match. that one and... felt like they just were like, oh, shit, what yeah, who should do we, we do? Yeah. Let's just have him kill Kofi. Even though they could just put him with Cesaro or somebody else to at least have it yeah, yeah. matter. But whatever. We can move on. I'll get to that later. Yeah. By the way, I don't think Cesaro was on this nope, card. Nope, Boy, you know, they were really getting somewhere there. Cesaro section signs and stuff, but... I guess that would that annoyed him. They're like, "What do we need that for? Oh, yeah. Somebody in growing a uh, grassroots movement for a guy." Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so uh, the next match was PCB against uh, the Bellas Yana and Alicia Rue. Fox, uh, which yeah, it was all right. I, it was it had just a, a story ish to it. Yeah, but it's like kind of like this story has also been a neutral where it's like two mm-hmm. weeks ago, Paige like the had turn her, happened. Yeah, he she had like the. This year's pipe bomb or whatever, like saying like, "There's no direction. Like, I don't like you two. Uh, you're like, just your you're, dad's daughter. You're not. You're not the revolution that you say you are." Blah blah blah. And like, and then she, the next week they're like, "Can we trust you?" No, she just spent she an entire just interview. Told you, you yeah. suck, yeah. man. And and so this was the classic. Oh, you're coming to tag me? Hop uh, down. Yeah. 
but that's bad guy behavior. Mm-hmm. The good guys, I think I heard, I think I, uh, I heard this explanation from David Shoemaker mm-hmm. of, of Grantland that mm-hmm. when you see good guys do bullying things, that's Vince. Like mm-hmm. Vince is a bully who sees himself as a good guy. So when good guys do act like bullies and dicks to a person who's bad, mm-hmm. that's just Vince saying like, well, yeah, that's what you do. You you slap that guy. He earned it. Or everything John Cena does. I'm just like, you know, he can stop Seth Rollins from running away, but he doesn't have to AA mm-hmm. him on the ground mm-hmm. afterwards. Like, it's a dick move. And it's the same deal here of Becky and Charlotte may be mad at, 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 uh, at Paige, but turnabout's fair play mm-hmm. is it's not it's not an impressive thing and it's again it goes back to the standard operating procedure of writing for the women on the show mm-hmm. which is they're all jealous bitches and i really hate that it's one of my least favorite things so let's move on to the next match uh which was kevin owens against chris jericho for the intercontinental title what, pride like, of canada yeah um which he mentioned like this this show is his, the, the 25th anniversary yeah. Of his very first match, and, and did you like, see he was yeah, in the audience? Lance Storm, Lance Storm, uh, and Cyrus the Virus yeah. of of ECW on TNN fame, who also came up with him through. It was really Lance Storm and Jericho. They were yeah. a tag team partner from the start, but Cyrus was there as well. Yeah, and and, and I love Lance Storm. He also looks great. Yeah. He looks great. He looks way better than John Stewart in the shots of him and John Stewart well, sitting next. John to Stewart's show. growing his like post talk show beard like yeah, everybody Letterman does, does it. it yeah every well, uh, Conan it, did it when he had this time off it's well, like why not I don't like growing beards and I'm no good at it but Dave I guess for like say you who does have a nice yeah, beard right you don't now, have a job not ha- <laughs> if, if you were told for 10 whole years you can never shave you yeah. can never grow a beard you'd love to grow a beard yeah starting right then okay so Jericho should be special. He's less special, but he still shows up for house shows. That's another thing that made it feel like a house yeah. show. Well, yeah, but he was also there. He was there two weeks ago for um, the, the third the man. Ma- yeah, and yeah. after it, their third man from the audience it, got taken to jail, he became yeah. <laughs> that almost felt like it was thrown together. Like he just did that, and then there was no like follow up on TV. He just disappeared again. Yeah, and at least with this, like he didn't bring that up, but he was talking on the microphone, which is like okay. At least we're like. This is more than he's more than just like a warm body put into this match. Yeah, there's something about House Show Jericho I don't like, which he did this on Beast and East too, which is he is calling for audience responses. He's yeah. I it's something I you don't see on live, especially on WWE's yeah. heavily produced TV, of acknowledging the fans or yeah. the universe and then lifting up your hands and going like, Come on guys, mm-hmm. come on. I'm Jericho, I just did something. Mm-hmm. Come on. That's a lion salt, that deserves your praise. <laughs> And it's, I don't know, it's a bit much. It just feels old to me. And the thing is, he's been at it since 1989, so mm-hmm. he's just going to what he knows. But also, like, I don't know, for me, a dream match, a dream match like a year ago would be Kevin Owens mm-hmm. slash Dean versus Jericho. Yeah. Something you've never seen before. And this is a guy who has a very Jericho-like path of success mm-hmm. versus the Jericho. Yeah. And, and their match wasn't all it could have been and i and it's just a sad thing to think now i'm just like i mean that's just yeah. we got the best we're gonna get out of jericho mm-hmm. now like jericho oh he may be doing all the ddp yoga he can but time catches up with us all mm-hmm. you know he's in his mid-40s he's just cool dad now and he yeah. really should wrestle in a t-shirt or or, or wear some <laughs> pants where go yeah, back the tights, to the tights are, buddy yeah. yeah stop having your thighs exposed mm-hmm. like, yeah and so their match was Okay. Good, but also Kevin Owens came in and he murdered John Cena. Well, not murdered, but he mm-hmm. beat John Cena clean in his mm-hmm. first match, and he had very competitive match with John Cena till then. In the months that have followed, mm-hmm. he is a cheater who gets roll ups or just leaves and like, nah, count me out, fuck yeah. it. In this match, he couldn't get just a pop up powerbomb win on Jericho. Yeah. It had to be an eye poke and then a pretty sloppy yeah. cradle like. I wasn't into that. Jer- if there's anybody you can pin, just fucking pin Jericho, man. Yeah, I wouldn't like had Owens won this title earlier. I even would have like I thought it would have been a good idea because I think Chris, like Chris Jericho should they just kept, have an even ten ten intercontinental title. Mentioning it on yeah. the commentary, which I guess was a red herring for them yeah. to constantly tell you this would be his tenth if he won. So yeah. you're thinking Ooh, it's a kind of surprise tenth. that like 
wow, that would be neat. Chris Jericho, not a one night return, but he's not he's not a main roster guy. Yeah. So him winning the Intercontinental Title at Madison Square Garden, that just sounds like something really historic that should happen. Mm. But it, yeah, but then that. In the case of Owens, like he just won the he title, just got and it. He, he shouldn't lose it yet. That quickly, he's, he's yeah. Still, he's still dealing with Ryback's. He's, he has to. He has to get his injury because everyone has to get injured while uh, holding that belt. Well, no, hey, they had uh, on table for three. They had a seance yeah. to break the curse. So we'll see. By yeah. the way, guys, read on LazerTimePodcast.com. I write about write up about yeah. how cool table for three is because it is a great show. Yeah, I mean, it's basically uh, like Dinner we talked about five. this at the bar. It's, yeah. yeah, it's it's basically like Legends of WrestleMania. Like for a new for the WWE network because like that old stuff was on demand and it was great and I like I mainlined it when I got the <laughs> WWE network. Those uh, forty episodes go really fast. They do, and they tried it at WrestleMania and it was like awkward because it's like this is live and it, yeah, it like, can't be live and it can't be and Ric Flair's crying and, and you it's can't like to produce it either. You yeah. got to have like no, these are five Michael, old men yeah. who are kind of well, it seems yeah. slightly drunk even. Yeah. Like can't have Michael Cole like reading off notes and stuff like that. It just doesn't no. work. It doesn't feel natural. Michael Cole is like the antipathy to that anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. But meanwhile, this one it rem- it's like Legends of Wrestling, but it has cycles of you know host and older people, yeah. and there's no host. So it's like here's a meal. You guys just talk. I- I'm betting off camera they are giving some talking yeah. points of hey, you said it'd be interesting to talk about this. Oh yeah. Yeah. But meanwhile, just hearing. Daniel Bryan asked about the witchcraft of yeah. the IC title curse, which he doesn't believe in in the slightest. And then, and then him telling the story of Cialis uh, yeah. Cesaro. Gotta get big for uh, Brock Lesnar. big for Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you gotta listen to it. Yeah. No, and poor, poor the Ryback. Yeah. Poor the Ryback. <laughs> All right, but anyway, yeah, I think Owen should have won. Definitively. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of not winning definitively, the Dudley boys uh, beat the New Day in the tag team t- title was, match, but it was via disqualification. This was Night of Champions again. Yeah. Like, it was just the same match, except a different Dudley was in trouble. Yeah, for most of it. It's, and this was the whole wasn't the whole reason they had this match is because that one ended indecisively. I guess. I mean, they're just and they're going to keep ending indecisively for a while. Yeah. I mean, I get it. You don't like they kept saying this would be their tenth win of the of a WWE tag title. Yeah. So they want to make it special when it happens, though I thought, again, Madison Square Garden, pretty special. Yeah. A pretty special win, but it did not happen, and which was frustrating to see, especially because it was the same deal. It was even just, again, Xavier going through the table. Not even a different dude going through the table. <laughs> that I didn't like. And it was the same type of thing, too. When they were setting it up, I was like, okay, no, wait. They've really knocked Yvonne out of the ring. It'd be really hard for them to come back and throw him out. No, they did it again. Yeah. They just did it. <sighs> yeah, I mean... I mean, it was good, it, though. I'm also, like, I'm I'm cooling on the Dudleys a little bit because I'm just thinking, you guys, you guys seemingly, other than losing weight and getting in better shape, you are stuck in amber from the Dudleys you were in 2003. Like, you're not that different. It's kind of a bummer. I want to see... You want to see them as aces and eights. Uh, well, especially when we did see Bub, when we saw Bubba Ray, and we saw the aces and eights stuff, which aces and eights sucked, but... He's an all-right main eventer. No, he Bubba Ray was yeah. great as main eventer. He's honestly like, he, Devon's weighing him down, still mm-hmm. does. Like, Bubba Ray's a main eventer, Devon is, and Devon's great. I love Devon, mm-hmm. but... So anyway, it just feels so regressive for them. And then on top of that, they're against the New Day, who are the fun new guys. Yeah. And meanwhile, it's just it's also just this thing of I'm just tired of seeing these old guys show up because they really are just taking the spots of the younger dudes. Then yeah. when they beat when it's clearly the story being told is the Dudleys are better than the New Day every mm-hmm. time. Like the New Day can't even like cheat a pinfall out of them. Yeah, they should just honestly they should just bite the bullet. Like just like with the New Age Outlaws, give them a nostalgia run. Mm-hmm. Like the the New Day have proven like they can lose the title and not lose their heat. Like they lost to the primetime players when I don't know if they should have, but they did and they won the titles back a couple months later and, mm-hmm. and you know, no one was for worse because of it. And that way like you can move on. You have like WWE has a finally a half decent tag division and it's half like decent, yeah. yeah, and like Switch people around, let things happen. It's well, I don't like even they, know the matadors that are anymore. Like because they beat up their bulls, so, yeah. the, who's still employed, and now he's the only little little person left in WWE. Yeah, Hornswoggle got suspended. Guys, yeah, but uh, if, if, if the Dudley Boys should take on with the, the little bull, oh, that's the matador. Yeah, and uh, just and they could call him Bully Ray. 
Oh, they should yeah. take on El Torito. Yeah, El Torito. Yeah, Follow I'm sorry, I was blanking right. on his name. That but... would be great. That actually would be pretty yeah. great. But that would enjoy that would involve them recognizing TNA as a thing, mm-hmm. which they didn't. You know, that was that no holds barred Eric Bischoff conversation. But they really are like, and then you stop being on Raw, and uh, I guess you worked on some beer and some yeah. game shows. Now talk about his like five plus years of running TNA and doing an yeah. awful job of it, by the way, and bringing in his it's, Eric Bischoff and his fucking is. His love of motorcycles, the yeah. worst man. I hate that motorcycle <laughs> bullshit. And that it it caused the hog wild stuff. It caused all the biker bullshit mm-hmm. with the NWO. And then you bring it, and then he did Ace it again with Ace and Nates. Ace and Nates, man. Even though, like Eric, we know you're not a tough guy. Like people don't. I bet Eric Bischoff <laughs> could kick my ass. I'm not saying yeah. he couldn't, but nobody looks like he has. He it look, feels like yeah. he has a Napoleon complex. Mm-hmm. Vince does look like he could kick your ass, and he doesn't seem all that insecure about it. But meanwhile, Eric's like. I kind of hides it. Like, I got all yeah. this stuff. I, I I love I love motorcycles. Yeah, it was a shocker to see Vince always was was buff, but it was a shocker to actually see him shirtless. Like, yeah, I am a buff old guy. I could maybe beat up Steve Austin. Yeah, I mean, it would have made sense within the context of of this weekend, this past weekend, mm-hmm. with uh, if the t- if the Dudleys won the tag titles and uh, Matt Hardy over in TNA won the TNA World Title. It did. Yeah, I. Yeah, I forgot. I compl- I had no clue that thing was yeah. going on. Well, people are saying, like, D- TNA did that so because Jeff Hardy was the guest referee in the match, and they're like, well, this will keep the Hardys uh, preoccupied with TNA, and they won't be tempted to do the same thing the Dudleys did and uh-huh. go for a nostalgia run so the, in I WWE. Mean, but I don't know if... What it, deal it's... can TNA have? They probably can't afford to keep them exclusive mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, The Hardys will just be back to... I know how drug free is Jeff. Like, mm. I, I wonder what, where he's at drug free rise right now. He painted up his face to be a referee, so that tells me something. <laughs> tell me something. Oh, willow, was he willow? I think so. It was the same color scheme because it matches the referee's race. Yeah, I watch that. I watch any of that shit though. It did sound like the Bobby Roode Lashley match mm-hmm. was pretty good. Yeah, the technically not the main event, but the the, the, the one that event. was in the name of the event itself. Uh, Brock Lesnar against the Big Show in the shortest match of the night, which it's actually not even all that much longer than their Royal Rumba match, or nope. much longer than Brock Lesnar's match in Japan, which kind of sets the precedent. Like if uh, Brock, if they do another one of these, then it's centered around Brock Lesnar is fighting in Blank Arena, and we're airing it live on the WWE Network. Don't expect it to go more than like five minutes. Mm-hmm. But, but as as Paul Heyman would likely say. It's the big deal just to see him. Yeah. To see him in wrestling gear and have a match, even a squash, yeah. it's great. Though, with Kofi, there was no illusions yeah. that he'd do well at all. With Big Show, they tried to set it up to just make him a believable opponent, but he never was, not to me anyway, he yeah. never was a believable opponent to me. He's he's a Big Show. Yeah. He loses to everybody, and they still try to set him up like, no, the WMD, come yeah. out of anywhere. Like, fine, sure, yeah. but... Which I also I'm glad we didn't get we didn't have to see that. Like he did do he choke slammed Brock Lesnar three times in a row and like and Brock stumbled for around two, for a two put count. Yeah, and and Brock Lesnar stumbled around like in the main event of WrestleMania. That was a neat little spot. But I like I the like, Brock no sell stumble. It's yeah. an interesting way to no sell. And I didn't want to see like I did not want to see him have to pretend to take a punch because he's taken actual punches in the UFC mm-hmm. and like. It's one thing with the Superman punch because that that looked crazy and he's jumping at an angle, but Big Show's punch is just like I'm holding out my fist and your face runs into it, kind mm-hmm. of a move. And well, and when there's so many dudes that have taken it where it doesn't even touch their face, yeah, like it's just it's a bad move. I've yeah. always hated the WMD. It don't, and it depends on like a smaller guy selling like he's just been shot, and it works mm-hmm. sometimes. Like Miz getting punched that where that I, that visual the, is always pretty no, good. In the hierarchy, like, that finisher is an A-plus finisher. It's yeah. beaten... Like, it's Survivor Series last year. It beat John Cena. Yeah. Surprising John Cena and hitting him with that, yeah. it was a pinfall. You just I think he also beat Mark him. Henry. Like, so twice in that same match, he punched yeah. somebody. And, like, the, he's running run in on one or two main events. Yeah, like, when uh, Cena fought Lauren Knight, same thing. Comes Ugh. through the audience, punches Ugh. Cena. He'll Don't turn number 10. Don't to that shit. I'm so glad that was the main event instead of a CM Punk title defense. Was like, that against Daniel Bryan, that event? I think uh, so. I think it was Over the Edge. Yeah, yeah Over the Limits. Over, over the, the Edge. Limit, not, yeah, they don't use Over the, the Edge, edge anymore. No. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But the, I, I did also like... So it was a great spectacle for the few seconds it happened where Big Show was like, no, I'm a foot taller than you. Like, yeah. you're used to... 
hey, Brock, you're used to being the big guy in this match. You aren't now. Yeah. I'm flinging you out of the ring. Yeah. And he got to show off for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But then the Brock... Uh, and then it also was worth seeing, like, just the idea of... To, at that point, it felt like an Andre the Giant type thing of, can this person actually do this? Mm-hmm. Is this? It's just a feat of strength of multiple German suplexes to a big show who nobody does a suplex to yeah. ever... That's impressive. Yeah, That's, it looked good. Yeah, and seeing the belly to belly, but then it then I just felt bad for old Paul White because I was like, nah, leave him alone. He's 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 getting all these like yeah. I like to think that all these things happening this year for him, like this, <laughs> the winning the Battle Royal WrestleMania, mm-hmm. all are like okay. We know that this might be your last WrestleMania. This might be your last Madison Square Garden show. So let's make them all like pretty special. Yeah, that's my hope. And not special though. I did love the moment where he, when he was leaving the ring. Um, Oh, yeah, Eden, said, Eden says, yeah, like, Eden says, let's hear it for the big show. Boo! <laughs> and he's like, screw you guys. <laughs> Nobody was saying please retire to him in this match, yeah. though. But, yeah, I just... It was I, too short. Another time. Also, Brock did fuck up the F5. Like, he pulled him up yeah. for the F5 her- fireman carry and dropped him. He at least did a good job of pretending, like, I'm going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And also, I love Big Show's chokeslam. I wish he did it more, mm-hmm. you know? And also the rewriting of history and the setup for that, where uh, Big Show's like, I beat Brock before, I can do it again. Which that honestly feels like Paul Heyman saying, we should maybe bring up the fact these guys wrestled a decade ago. But leave me out of it. Yeah, but cut around it to show that I turned on Brock and... And the only the only reason yeah. Big Show won is because I turned on Brock. Now the only people turning on Brock are is Sable. Eh, <laughs> uh, oh, I but, get it. Yeah, it's good. Uh, so let's move on to the main event, which was a steel cage match for the United States Championship. It was a, a rematch from Night of Champions, mm-hmm. uh, John Cena against Seth Rollins. Which, steel cages are fun. Yeah, I forgot. First of all, like I didn't realize until like right when the, the pre-match was ending. I'm like. Wait, this seems short. Oh, there's still that steel. There's still the <laughs> title defense. Yeah, and I, if if you see a show advertised for Madison Square Garden that has a steel cage in it, you should probably go because It'll for be some fun. reason, yeah, because it's it's almost pay per view level where someone will do something crazy just because yeah. it's in well, Madison Square Garden. They want to. There's such a wow. history of steel yeah. cages in Madison Square Garden yeah. with. Uh, we'll talk about uh, yeah. somebody. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like I said, I saw that one uh, in uh, holidays of 2013. You know, seeing Cody do—I didn't actually see it because I was trying to take a picture of it with my phone, and my phone literally died as it happened. And then I look over, and it's like, oh, he's already landed. <laughs> and then he did it a couple weeks later on TV, but it wasn't as good from what I heard. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, you you expect something, and they were a couple. Yeah. There were a couple good dives. Well, Seth, yeah, Seth had a frog splash say, off the top of the cage. I Seth messed up his leg on that one. He took it. He landed weird on his leg. I don't know how you like land from that height and like also, if it's on another John person, Stewart, at least you have that kind of a cushion. Yeah, with John Stewart right there too, I was expecting something to happen with him. Well, something did happen. The it ended. I mean, they it ended right. with Kane keeping him yeah. from escaping the cage just because he was outside of the cage. Despite yeah. that, there's so much area outside of the cage that he could pro- he could have just jumped down and ran away. And if I was Seth, I would accept the fact that, like, Kane is here. Yeah. He's going to choke slam me. I won't get away. Yeah. So why don't I win the U.S. title and then get choke slammed instead of avoid it for a few seconds yeah. and still get choke slammed? And also, like... He took more damage jumping back into the ring <laughs> and getting... Uh, uh, attitude adjusted. It's I like, s- in theory, he wouldn't have wanted that. Why even take that risk? It's inevitable, but go for that outside the ring, and at least you get a title in the process. Also, it had the same... It actually reminded me of Money in the Bank from the year before, where it's, okay, I could finish... I'm an agile dude. Mm-hmm. I could finish my ascent or descent right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, but Kane! What? I'm so mm. dumbfounded by Kane. I yeah. can't finish going down or going to the top of this ladder. It's Kane. No. <laughs> There's no way. Around. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I really hate that. And somebody should, if it was Dolph Ziggler, you'd want him to say like, oh, cool, Kane. Drop. Yeah. See ya. You mm-hmm. can't run fast at all, Kane. I know mm-hmm. that about you. I at least like the set of Demon Kane stuff. So this has to be like, there has to be a rule in this match that, like, he can never wrestle for the world title again after this. Like, yeah. this is it. This is his last world title program. It's a joke now. Yeah. Because Hell in a Cell, it's mm-hmm. not the main event. I don't even think it's in the cell. Yeah. Um, it'll do for, like, what... It might be, like, the third 
longest match on the card. I think like there's mm-hmm. also Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns Which in the cell. Better be the, the dean close to that thing. Yeah. Well, they're supposed to be ending Undertaker Brock that night too. Yeah. So hopefully this will be a lot of closure. They do need to close a lot of things before Survivor Series because Survivor Series is this is really the unofficial start of WrestleMania. It was season. last year, yeah. Like well, with, like, with yeah. the Sting thing. And, the second yeah. Sting showed up and had a stare down with Triple H. Like as much as we all wanted to see Sting Taker, we knew <laughs> that was proof. Triple H yeah. called dibs, and it's going to be Triple H. So is that what you're when you're holding out for a Daniel Bryan return? Survivor Series. Well, the yeah. news story, the last most recent news story came from Debray saying that. So you know we'd always we yeah. heard there's two sides to it. He has he had a neurosurgeon who says your brain's fine, you can do this. They're like an NFL guy. Yeah, and WWE says no, you can't. We won't clear you. Now they've gone to a third person, and what they their vote is whatever this guy says is might is be gonna, the thing. Yeah. yeah. So we'll see. We shall see. Though I don't think I don't think WWE will ever take the risk on Brian again. Yeah, because he is so susceptible to it that they just might go like. You know, you're you're an icy level for the rest yeah. of the time. Or you can challenge for the world title, maybe, but you will never be you'll never be the number one dude. Yeah, it's weird. Like, like because even that interview itself was weird. I only read stories, but I didn't read the interview itself. But it sounded like he said, "Well, if two doctors tell me no, then I know I should probably hang them up." But he also said, "Oh, you know, I've uh, I, I don't think I would. I think I would just wrestle elsewhere." And he brought up Lucha, which made me think Lucha Underground. Which they since the last time we recorded, him, they they announced a new season. Eh. Maybe like one day in LA, like how much, that, how much does that well, really cost? I think you'd go back to ROH at least for a few nights. Mm-hmm. ROH is his home, man, that, and and Brian Danielson's return mm-hmm. to ROH, huge deal. Yeah, I wonder what they would even call him. Would they call Brian Danielson and yeah, Lucha? Because Lucha Underground, well, Lucha Underground, they they have nicknames there too. That's why Johnny well, they are Morrison is Johnny there. Mundo because they, they they want they want their own version of him that they can like brand. Well, Alberto think... Patron is Alberto Patron there and in CML. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, but no, I mean, I think, well, the way ROH is working with NJPW mm-hmm. so much now, I think it'd be awesome to have, sorry, Brian mm-hmm. Danielson be go to ROH and then also double up some matches in in Japan. Like, he could, he honestly could take, he could be their next guy to win the IWGP title. Like, he, could, if AJ yeah. Styles want to take a break, D. Bry could be the next dude. I saw, I don't I don't know. I don't have the info handy, but I read that there's an upcoming uh, NJPW thing in English. Oh yeah, it's yeah. an interesting situation. So yeah, there this Saturday mm-hmm. in Japan there is basically their version of uh, the Royal Rumble, I'd say, because well, my attention, it's not the Royal Rumble. There's no marquee match like the Royal Rumble, but I mean from its placement, Royal Rumble is once Royal Rumble's over, you're like you have a pretty damn good idea of what's yeah. what WrestleMania is going to be. And based on just how they did it last year, the person who came out the champion and the person who came out the number one contender and all the other feuds were set up for their WrestleMania, the Wrestle uh. Kingdom New Year's Eve show. That happened at this show last year. And so this year has the rematch of Styles and Okada mm-hmm. to see who's going to be defending the title of Wrestle Kingdom. And then Tanahashi is defending his number one contender position against Naito. And so... This will set up whoever wins it. It seems very, it seems pretty obvious to me. It'll be Okada and Tanahashi mm-hmm. at Wrestle Kingdom next year. But if not, then it'll then then it'll change. They'll have decided it at this event. And yeah, the special thing is, I'm not sure how exactly I'll be able to do it. But it says it's on, like on New Japan World. It'll yeah, have the on English New commentary. Japan World. You will have the English commentary choice. And it's Matt Stryker and uh, Kevin Kelly. Kevin Kelly. I wish it was Josh Barnett, but. Anyway, yeah, it's Matt Stryker, the Eddie Haskell of pro. That's, the, that's what Jim Ross calls him that, and you're like, Jim Ross, come on, you're not 800. Yeah. No, but anyway, is that the Beavers brother? Yeah, the, okay. the, the he's the he's the goody two shoes. He's like the Millhouse of wrestling. Yeah. Like yeah. a Mormon guy would say Millhouse of wrestling. He is kind of the Millhouse, but yeah. man, if he says Shinsuke mm. one more time, I'm like, dude. You you're the one acting like a huge fanboy who says Lariato, mm. which is a bullshit thing for an American to say. If you're gonna say that, then say Shinsuke right. Mm-hmm. Say it correctly, buddy. That just drove yeah. me crazy. But still, it is a great option to have English commentary, and it's just another one of those little things you see New Japan recognizing that they have this huge, despite barely courting them, they mm-hmm. have this huge American and English speaking fan base who wants to give them money, and it's just these baby step, baby step, baby steps. And I don't think it's a 
I don't think it's an accident that mm-hmm. the Bullet Club happened right when Americans started re- recognizing it. And AJ Styles, who is one of the top five best performers mm-hmm. in the world, like I don't think it's an accident that New Japan's doing that well. So yeah, you can check it. You can sign up for the New Japan thing. It's like uh, in a, in a, in American dollars, like eight fifty a month. I'd yeah. say you can sign up for that. And there's an English sign-up page. Just switch your Google. Mm-hmm. There's a Google Translate on the bottom. Yeah. Excuse me. There's a Google Translate on the bottom. And switch it to English. So, Cool. All right, so that does it for our, uh, our talk about the MSG event. But we're going to be back with uh, clips and memories of Madison Square Garden's uh, greatest moments. See you in a bit. Hulk Hogan's Rockin' Wrestling will return after these messages. Super, super, super fly. Hi, it's Dave, coming at you with the Cheap Popcast break for episode number 60. This week's Raw was not that eventful. There were some neat little things to talk about here and there. I thought the Team Bad versus Team Bella match was pretty damn good, and Crab was surprisingly into it, so it gives me uh, faith that Diva's revolution might just work out in WWE. The open challenge was yet another member of the New Day, and uh, one thing about this episode that kind of uh, rubbed me the wrong way was how over heelish the new day where they were be- they beat up Dolph Ziggler and were not dancing with uh, Stephanie McMahon it was just everything felt a little bit off besides that it all felt like a uh, business as usual Brock Lesnar was in the opening segment but didn't do anything that he didn't do at Madison Square Garden he just uh, suplexed and F5 the big show some more and they said a bunch of rematches that I'm not too jazzed about the uh, Kanan Seth Rollins is official Nikki's facing Charlotte again, and the Dudleys are fighting the New Day. And then even at a stipulation, even though both of it ended by a disqualification. So most of the effort being put into Hell in a Cell is being put at the top of the card. And uh, hopefully we'll get a reset for Survivor Series. But before that, I think uh, NXT TakeOver is looking really good. You've got the end of the tag team tournament, the debut of Asuka, and the Bailey vs. Sasha Banks Iron Woman match. So, um... There's some cool wrestling on the horizon, don't you worry. Also, cool stuff on the horizon for Laser Time. Uh, Rocktober is beginning this week. Brelston is going to deliver four new episodes dedicated to a single franchise. Um, Video Game Apocalypse will be on this week, I believe. Um, And I think it's about kid-friendly horror, so that should be an interesting topic to tackle. On top of that, there's... Laser Time, uh, I was on it with Brett and Grimm and Chris, and we were talking about uh, our favorite Halloween staples. And then there's Cape Crisis. You can uh, expect me to have a lot to talk about because I finished Dave's homework and I read an extra book. Uh, so I'll have some new, unique comics to talk about, and apparently there's something big happening with Marvel I don't really care about. Anywho, follow all those shows. Follow Laser Time on Twitch and YouTube and Twitter and Facebook. And I'll let you get back to the rest of this episode. Now back to Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling.
Welcome back to Cheap Podcast episode number 60. It's me, Dave, and Hank. You're back for the yep. second segment. We got two more guests. Uh, oh, to celebrate Madison Square Garden, we've got two two guests. One that's been on the show quite a bit. Uh, hi, I am. Uh, what is it? Season, <laughs> seasonal holiday whopper. Um, <laughs> Chris Antista. Black Bun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, one of our our more generous patrons. And mm-hmm. uh, you've been on Cheap Popcat or sorry, Cape Crisis before. Mm-hmm. I have. I'm just a you know a marginally accepted interloper today. So. <laughs> Marginally accepted in great wrestling gimmick, by the way. Oh yeah, just uh, he comes to the ring. Nobody it doesn't really bother anybody. But uh, I call him <laughs> Chicago made West, uh, CM West. So this must really uh, grind your gears that we're talking about New York's famous arena, Madison Square Garden. Well, you know, I mean, we've got a lot of good arenas in Chicago, but yeah. nothing like Madison Square Garden. Well, I thought Plus, it was comparatively small, though. Madison Square Garden. It is. Like, it's, it's like nineteen yeah. or something. It's for small 19, in structure, 000. but it's not small in reputation. Yeah, I guess I can't name anybody yeah. else's arena. I've heard so many pro wrestlers say it's the mecca. Yeah. It's the mecca. Yeah. Sports entertainment. And they don't normally televise from. You they probably covered they all this yeah. already. So this was the first thing they did since 2011, which you were at Survivor, uh, Survivor Series, Series 2011. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was there. Which was a pretty big event. It was like The Rock oh, yeah. and John Cena teaming. Was it for the first time for the Rock's only time? Rock's first match in a decade. Yeah. Or pretty, not a decade. Oh, like, yes. Before it became completely years, unspecial. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His first real match since 2004 mm. in Madison Square Garden then as well. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, it was... Well, I guess we can start there. Yeah, 2011. Yeah. When I went to that Survivor Series, it was great. I had... As a kid, I had never ventured much in the East Coast above the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah. And... And had never been to Manhattan before. And so to go to Manhattan for like three days for this opulent and very unnecessary THQ trip yeah. uh, for a game that was about to come out in three weeks. But anyway, it was a really awesome trip. I got to interview CM Punk there during the, this was the year of Punk 2011. Yeah. And I got to meet other pro wrestlers too. Uh, but the best part of it was going to Madison Square Garden. Our hotel was, I'd say, about like four blocks from MSG. Wow. Swanky area downtown. Yeah, I could just walk. Burning the last of that THQ money. Yep. This they, is like because they were they were dead, dead they were in trouble year. then. Well, the thing they did that year and the year after, right before they ended, every year before they ended, mm. they're like, "We're spending more money than ever. You <laughs> think we couldn't afford it, but clearly we can because we're spending yeah. all this money." When really they were just spending into debt to prove they weren't in debt. Uh, uh, but anyway, yeah. So going to Madison Square Garden, going to the outside, CM Punk in the pre the day before, two days before. He does this private uh, public thing for the for the people lined up, and he's like has a megaphone and is shouting everybody like, "Hey, mm-hmm. I'm an MSG, pretty mm-hmm. crazy, huh?" And he says something sarcastic, mm-hmm. and then to see the matches, it was I mean it was awesome to see the Rock. I'd never seen the the Rock live before, and to mm-hmm. see his big return match. But the biggest deal for me was seeing CM Punk win the world. Oh title. yeah, and they, there was a uh, he the comes Fink. out. He comes yeah. out with Howard Finkel, the Fink, the voice of WWE to me, of, of announcers. I know and Lillian Garcia is great, but I love the yeah. Fink. And so to have, he introduces CM Punk. CM Punk wins, and CM Punk does it because it's an old school thing to do. He loves it. When he wins the title, you even get the Howard Finkel. And new. And yeah. Yeah. the winner. And new WWE champion, CM Punk. And that was the start of the CM Punk. I'm wearing a CM Punk shirt yeah. right now. As the start of CM Punk's run, his over yeah. 434 day yeah. run as the world champion was that night, which was amazing to know that I was there for. It. Yeah, what were we talking true. about? Madison Square Garden. Oh. Yeah, Madison Square Garden. 2011. Yeah, so once I finally went inside MSG, I definitely was just like, yeah, this. Not Doesn't so look big. anything like Not it does so in the Godzilla movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where's <laughs> well, all yeah, those Godzillas? Matthew yeah. Broderick. Uh, so I don't have clips of uh, CM Punk, but I do have The Rock. Talking about returning to MSG. Madison Square Garden. Oh, he fucks up here. Let me tell you something about Madison Square Garden. 1977. Five years old. Dwayne Johnson is sitting in the seats right out there. Right in front. Front row watching his grandfather, the high chief Peter Maivia, take on superstar Billy Graham for the WWE title. Seven years later. The Rock, 12 years old, hanging out in the back in the dressing room with Andre the Giant. Let me repeat that. Hanging out with Andre the Giant. 
Watching the rock yeah. stand. Soul Man Rocky Johnson defend his WWE tag team title. Uh, they fixed oh. it. He said F on the show. And here we are. Uh, 1996. Mr. Black. This very yeah, arena, this magical arena, The Rock makes his debut at Survivor Series, November 96. A true statement. Yeah. Not a great mm-hmm. premiere. Yeah, he was in a tag team, uh, Survivor Series match that he was the only survivor, and he looked mm-hmm. aw- awfully. He was so low hair. Yeah, he's got so low. Yeah, terrible outfit. And I think within like four or five months, people are saying, die, Rocky, die. And I think Rocky it was even sucks. faster than that, yeah. yeah. No, it, that that's a great history of just Madison Square Garden, that it was, in case you guys don't know, that was the home base for mm-hmm. WWE. Yeah. They sold it out every month. They had a monthly show. Mm-hmm. It was all lead up to that. Usually Bruno San Martino yeah. defending but against But rarely televised, right? Guy. Yeah, sometimes you they actually are, have some neat old it. stuff on there yeah. that were on the MSG network. Which That's how I, I would network. wear. I would watch what? those sometimes. Yeah, they so like MSG. There's you know, an MSG network. Yeah, now it's called Yes, which is <laughs> uh, we yeah. get into a whole like uh, routine about that. It's Yes, no, it's MSG. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, it's um, it, yeah, it was a network that would air Yankee games, Knicks games, and uh, the WWF team. events that were taking place in Madison Square Garden. Because it's basically anything that airs in Madison Didn't Square Rangers Garden. Rangers games get shown mm-hmm. on there, too? Yeah, Rangers, too. But yeah. now it's yes, and I think... They, Billy Joel's yeah. installation, Probably. televised every night. But see, the thing is, besides the Knicks, I hate all those teams. As he coughs so, or another uh, rendition of yeah. Only the Good Die Young. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you're an Islanders guy. You're not, uh, you're yeah. not a Rangers And dude. to that extent, I've, only, I've been to way more... NASA Coliseum events than Madison Square Garden events. Like uh, NASA Coliseum is way closer too, but yeah. So they were like a staple in like throughout the seventies and eighties. They said I think it's something like fifty times in a row that uh, Bruno Sammartino sold the place out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the same people. He was that. Yeah. He was that popular. You could sell out the same people. And you know, The Rock brought up some positive memories, but I I couldn't help but notice when we were like. So the event that they had on Saturday that they aired on the WWE Network, I'm like, I'm thinking about all of the biggest Madison Square Garden memories that like people of our generation would have, and they're all tainted. Kind of. Well, you know, yeah. you say that. I think I, the biggest ones are tainted for me. Other I've got, than, a cl- I got some clips of them. All right. So, so yeah. Let's uh, go down. Let, yeah. Let's start chronologically with um, kind of the start of WWF really becoming like a nationwide thing. Uh Featuring this guy winning. Look at his power his way up. He's made it to its knees. That takes the effect away from the hole. Hulk Hogan now stands up for the Sheik and Rams into the top turnbuckle. Fans are going wild and I'm so excited. Pat Patterson. Yeah, it's 1984, the start of Hulkamania right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Him pinning the Hulk Hogan, pinning a Sheiky baby. That was, yeah, before WrestleMania started, mm-hmm. before even, like, the MTV stuff. Hulk Hogan, yeah, like, the, basically what kick-started Hulkamania, what kick-started WWF really expanding, mm-hmm. is this match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they just got the belt off Backlund, who held it pretty much for, like, five years. Yeah, it's so weird, like, yeah, Bruno Sammartino, Bruno Sammartino holds it for like five, ten years. Bob Backlund holds it for five, ten years. Same with Hulk Hogan. His first style reign is really long. Mm-hmm. Iron Streak's like a month. Well, he was <laughs> he was the definition of a transitional champion. Yeah. I mean, uh, was it Nikita Koloff or Ivan Koloff? Like that, who's, yeah. the, who's the Ruski that took it off Bruno? But whatever, yeah, that was still a huge moment. That's where all the biggest moments happened with with WWF for the longest time. And his like father ran mm-hmm. Vince Mc, uh, Vincent J McMahon owned owned that place basically mm-hmm. and well i guess then wrestlemania would be next right yeah i couldn't really find like wrestlemania as big show. as it's not a good show there, the original like, wrestlemania is not a good show there's not a lot of like memorable things that happened there mm-hmm. was the main event was a tag team match there was you know cindy lopper that was kind of big and like it's all it's more of the celebrity stuff that matters yeah. like the matches themselves are kind of just bleh mm-hmm. but it was still in madison square garden and yeah. that's where it seemed like every 10 WrestleManias would happen in MSG. That broke with 30. But 10 and 20 both took place at MSG as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, the, the tainting of the tainting of WrestleMania 1 is that it's not only yeah. has Hulk, 
but also Superfly Jimmy Snuka, yeah. who is a hero, well champion. Oh, he was a great guy. He never was. <laughs> he never. I don't think actually won a belt. No. I don't think he, he not in WWF. He, he was chased the first, after the IC yeah. belt. I think he was the first ECW champion, which is always uh, weird to like look at the history. That's right. But him versus Don Morocco is quite a Madison Square Garden moment too, isn't it? I do. I have that. Going to the top turnbuckle for the Superfly leap. No wait. He'd lost the match by that point. He didn't didn't even. Oh, it was after the match. I was wondering, like, how do you do that and not win a match? Don Morocco had snuck out the win, and this was him getting his heat back, beating Uh, up afterwards. But yeah, if you read the Mick Foley book, this match was a mega deal to Mick Foley. This said he was there and saw it, and no, and and WWE went back and found him in the crowd. They found him on tape. Like, yep, there he is, right there, and that he. Like you, Dave, he was a Long Island boy. And yeah. As yeah, it's a big thing to go to the city. This high school in the early 80s yeah. what, found a way to get to New York City. you got to take the Long Island street. Railroad. It's a really long trip. It's kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to know more about the Long Island Railroad. It's really not, it's kind of swanky. It's like BART, but they didn't make the mistake of having like uh, fabric seats. It sounds like, like an nice obscure sexual movie. L-I-R-R. Yeah, Long the Long Island. Island. <laughs> <laughs> gave this broad the Long Island Railroad. <laughs> uh, but, I came all my disgusting sperm all over. Spread. Uh, yeah, yeah. She caught homophobia all, and racism from my Long, Island, uh, my Long Island seed. <laughs> that would not happen on Long Island Railroad. Those Dave, seats are too nice. Dave doesn't it's like us fancy. making fun of his homeland. Why is that? Uh, I just think of Bart, Bart is far more disgusting. It is pretty and gross. It is, well, it doesn't sound like a, any Bay, Bay Area rapid transit. Yeah. It doesn't sound sexual at all. I guess, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I get it. Anything can sound sexual if you want it. Yeah. Mexican Halloween. <laughs> uh, yeah. Superfly jumping off the cage is something that's, like, every time WWE goes to Madison Square Garden, they seem to try to do something, even, like, to match that. Like, mm-hmm. I went to Madison Square Garden in the holidays of 2013. It was a Christmas Day show. Christmas day after Christmas show, uh, and Cody Rhodes did a moonsault off the top of the cage, which was insane. Uh, which I missed because I was trying to photo, like I was trying to capture a video of it on my iPhone, uh, and it died in the middle of it. So isn't it that died, just how I, it is for millennials, man? Yeah. Too busy trying to film it to experience it. Yeah, too busy trying to show everyone else the experience and watch it for stupid, yourself. Stupid, stupid. Uh, and Your then, kids won't care. Yeah. And then <laughs> Seth Rollins does it at the the, the show this weekend, mm-hmm. but they can't reference like, oh, he's doing like he's, this guy uh, that we can't talk about because he's on trial for murder. Yep, just like <laughs> Jimmy's. St- no, no, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it is too bad that they're kind of trapped with that. Though you look back at that old picture and you're like, wow, the the cage looks about half the height that it is now. Yeah. It's, oh yeah, it doesn't it's, seem that tall it, at it's all. It's about it's probably three four feet tops, like top above the, higher t- than above the top turnbuckle. And so it doesn't even look that impressive. And it's like. I think the cage starts at the ground and not at the like the base of the ring because mm-hmm. you have you don't measure from the base you measure. From, uh, but it was mind. a it was a <laughs> thing. Uh, but it was a thing nobody had seen before though. I've seen actually on that uh, we talked about it in the previous segment Legends of Wrestling. Yeah, mm-hmm. Ric Flair totally just shit over Mick Foley's memory because Mick Foley was again telling a story. I went to this and saw Jimmy yeah. Snuka do this, and Mick Foley's like. I was wrestling with Snook at the time. He did that in like five places before yeah. he did that. Not even but this, this one aired on television, like exactly. on MSG. I'm guessing. I would bet so. so yeah. It you know it kind of grew from also, there. Also, what were they doing putting Pat Patterson on announcing? That's just crazy to me. Eh, it was the '80s. Like I think this was probably around the time that Bruno Sammartino was like he was kind of doing commentary, but mm-hmm. then I think they were just phasing him out completely. Yeah, they hadn't. I don't think Jesse Ventura had stopped wrestling, so yeah, it was mm-hmm. a weird time, but. Yeah. Well, so what? What's the next message? Well, uh, speaking of murderers, hey! Oh, we're uh, coming to this now, are yep. we? Uh, WrestleMania at the, twenty. Yes, the main event: Chris Benoit against uh, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was such a like a great night for a wrestling fan. Like I had kind of fallen out a little bit like over the previous years. Mm-hmm. Really needed uh, a murder to get you back in there. Yeah. Double well, murder. Well, like the WCW invasion was botched and I was like, Ugh, Ugh, that awful. was like the, the, the thing I counted on to be like the best thing in wrestling ever was not. Mm-hmm. So then this, this, this WrestleMania seeming like everything that I wanted to happen happens. Yeah. It ended with Chris Benoit winning and uh, here is his celebration. He's losing his voice. Yeah. 
This world? Not other worlds! Look who's in the ring! Uh, uh, the worst moment ever now. But let's not forget the history of these two men. The worst moment is Eddie Guerrero's Scarface t shirt. Jesus Christ. Well, nothing more 2000. time he was playing the worst stereotype ever. Guy really likes Scarface. It was and uh, the, what, within, it, within within like a year and a half, Eddie would be dead, and yep. then three and years, three years, Chris, Chris would, would uh, yeah. kill his family. Uh, and no, so yeah, at the time, we never talked about what his family did to have that coming. Well, they hug yeah. him in the ring. <laughs> they, he just, they, they, yeah. he, he's the heavyweight champion of this world. So this he wants world. to be the champion of the, the other oh, world, the next, world. the outer realm. And he didn't want to do yeah. it without his family. <laughs> and he knew, like, the only way I can become champion of hell is by doing something pretty bad oh. to get there. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. this I laugh because that moment I actually am like starting to get like it's a little so, teary that it yeah. was such as one of the most thank <laughs> you. Thank At the you time, it was like really just cathartic because you know it's like Daniel Bryan and like like the internet Except wrestlers times six. Yeah, like, and so, it's two guys getting it in one night. What you have to know about both Eddie and Chris were that they were the vanilla midgets of WCW. <laughs> yeah. The internet, the the fledgling ICW internet wrestling IWC, the internet mm-hmm. wrestling community. Of the late 90s, which I was a part of, we all got behind them because they're like, these are the best performers and we love them even more because they'll never get their chance. And then they quit WCW to go to WWF to finally get that chance in 2001. And then even in 2001... The, I guess it's 2000, took, so, it, no, it was 2000. Yeah. It, was, it was the start of the year. Yeah. That, so. uh, but anyway, so then they keep... They're there for 2000... And it still takes them to 2004 to even make it then because they were still getting kind of wasted by WWF. Yeah. And, and like, Eddie was in this lame thing with... Um, China? With China. Well, meanwhile, Chris Benoit seemed to be a forever ICW champion. Yeah. Or IC champion. And then so finally, 2004, six years of being a fan of his, he finally gets the thing I never thought he'd get, especially nobody beat Triple H then. Yeah. Nobody did. And he makes him tap... At the at WrestleMania 20, the biggest show they'd ever have. Yep, the big uh, anniversary the show. The big and anniversary, it's like, yeah. which also starts with this weird, like it's a mega. They could have sold out a million places. They went to MSG for the history, and, and for thirty, and yeah, yeah, for thirty, they're like, no, we're gonna sell, we're gonna sell yeah. eighty thousand tickets. <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah, and it even starts WrestleMania 20 starts with this really touching thing mm-hmm. about the history of everybody, the history of yeah. WWF, and it starts, and then you see Vince. Shane, oh, yeah. and then Shane holding his baby, and then say, saying like, "This is the history. Yeah. This is the past, the present, and the future." Yeah. And now Shane and his baby are gone. And the he hit, took his and, baby to China. China. <laughs> uh, is but, that Trump? That's yeah. I, I say. I can't say China, China. now. China. China. I'm saying it like Mayor Quinn. I like saying it like Trump. China. <laughs> China. Uh, yeah, so th- I did like in the setup of the WrestleMania 20, I liked that they had that screen in mm-hmm. between the wrestlers in the back so you could yeah. see who was facing each other. I, it was a neat It was a neat. I Yeah, I, if, if anything, I want them to do the Royal Rumble there again just because like the, when back in like the 90s and 2000s, when the WWE ran shows in Madison Square Garden, they would have like the – you could see the ramp like mm-hmm. at all times because it was right behind the ring. But every you know every every other single yeah, uh, pay per view every Raw has the ramp on the left side so it's mm-hmm. two different camera angles and it's like with the thing they showed this weekend they had the ramp and not the one not it didn't you they didn't yeah. go out facing the ring which is like that's the one thing about Madison Square Garden if you're gonna pay out the nose to run a show there come out that way because and that's make the it way look that, like Madison yeah. Square Garden yeah. So yeah, I mean that'll like like I said, I I I was there back in 2013. I remember going to a Madison Square Gar- Garden show in like 1989 or something where uh, Andre the Giant wrestled. Wow! But like you between, mean like stood on the ropes and yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> he, 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 he fell over. yeah leaned for a couple of minutes while like his like Haku or some somebody Haku else did like everything. yeah uh, good game good game but yeah besides like I have that big gap. But in between, like, me actually going to these shows, I just remember, like, so many big WWE events. Like, the first SummerSlam was there. Yep. Multiple uh, Royal Rumbles. Yeah. Like, the one of, uh, 
Wasn't Triple H's return Royal Rumble at, could've, at Madison could've Square? Been. Or I think his return was there. And there definitely was the one, the the shocking return of John, yeah, John Cena, Cena was there, which was so funny, too, because Cena comes out and everybody's cheering him because they're like, oh, my God, this yeah. happened. By the end of the match, like, no, boo, John Cena, you're going to win. <laughs> yeah, they're, but as Jim Ross has said on his podcast, we said this already, but that is apparently very expensive to film out of Madison yeah. Square Garden. So they just don't do I wonder it as if much. They, they like do. found a loophole and that's why they're doing this. There's or that. it was just because like look, Brock wants to wrestle here. Yeah. And if Brock's wrestling we're we're maybe we're showing broadcasts are cheaper. If it's not on television, maybe yeah. it's a cheaper deal for them. I don't well, know. Well hopefully, you know, we'll have some new cool uh, Madison Square Garden memories to come. Uh but that You know, Mania Ten took place there and it yeah, did have it was a good show. Yeah, well it's Bret Hart much tragedy attached to it. Yeah, well, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart. No one Hart's dead. And Yokozuna, oh, too. Yokozuna but dead. for a WrestleMania, yeah. relatively Surprising the amount deaths. of alive people. Yeah. But yeah, that'll do it for this episode of Cheap Popcast. Uh, thanks for subscribing. Uh, please rate and review on iTunes if you haven't done that yet. Uh, and if you want more wrestling, please donate to our Patreon at the $10 level every week that we don't have a Cheap Popcast on LazerTimePodcast.com. We have a Cheap Popcast commentary oh. on our Patreon page where Hank and I and sometimes Chris will will talk through a wrestling match. Uh, the most recent one was Hell in a Cell uh, for the upcoming Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. We talked about uh, or we commentated over Mankind versus The Undertaker. Chris, I don't think I'd ever seen the full match. car wreck of a match that was ever yeah. uh, put on television. That yeah, that's amazing. But we, there's also a new laser time this week, right, Chris? Indeed. It went up moments ago yeah. according uh, this recording time. Uh, what is it called? Halloween comfort food, that's what it is. The ah, shit I like to do, we all like to do around Halloween. Yeah. I think I think it's edging on my love of Christmas specials now. Yeah. If you can figure out a bunch of entertainment, uh, Halloween-based entertainment, like, oh, yeah, I'll watch Garfield and Treehouse yeah. of Horror, and I'll watch A Nightmare on Elm Street and Dracula, and holy shit, yeah. this holiday is awesome. Do we have some <laughs> Ernest Scared Stupid in there? It is not mentioned, but I'm will. I will. I'm trying to watch a scary movie every... Uh, a horror movie, really a scary movie. Brett was on the episode. And he, what? You didn't bring up? Yeah, can't he believe didn't. we didn't bring up. That, that's Zuba. his. Yeah. I don't know. If, that's his wheelhouse. I'm not a big yeah. Ernest fan. I have to say, what the uh, hell is wrong with you? Okay, it's what are you a, talking well, about? Actually, compared I, to what? I like him. Fi- I like him. I like him. But I'm actually what I meant to say was I'm not a big fan at all of uh, Scared Stupid. I did not like that as a kid. I didn't when that came out, I was like, I've grown out of Ernest at this point. It, is that's what it felt like. No offense, Wes. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Ernest, Ernest goes to camp is my my yeah. Yeah. It's, It literally tears me up every time. I'm a jail <laughs> man. <laughs> I liked him singing to the uh, to the turtle. Oh, that's, that's so sad though. Yeah. Okay, well, also there's Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast we do every week. Last week was quite the corker of an episode, almost double length, with Chris Baker as a special guest. Giant-sized annual. And this week, mm-hmm. is uh, there's a ton of new releases that are a big deal. It's the start of all new, all different Marvel, so Ooh, I think goodness. we have a lot to talk about. Oh, goodness. And also there was still VG Empire 100, and Rocktober is just beginning. Yeah. Rocktober! I don't know if people know what it is yet, so I won't they spoil don't. it. But keep an eye out for Rocktober on VG Empire. Oh, and VG Game Apocalypse, which I was on last week. Yeah, with Heidi Kemp. Talking Heidi about the uh, weird, what, music games? Music games, games yeah. and Moe. I listened to that last night yeah. on the ride out here. Was it fun? It was very fun. Yay. I love uh, Did I improvise any Hanna-Barbera characters fucking? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just uh, tune, you, I tune you out usually, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Wes, do you want to plug anything while you're... Uh, listen to Bonus Time. Hey. Yeah. It's yeah. coming Bonus hey. Time here. I should be appearing on there. Uh, oh, also, yeah. go back and, and read my Laser Grind articles. There's two out now. The third yeah. one's in the works. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I look forward to that. <laughs> Alrighty, so that'll do it for this episode of Cheap Podcast. We'll be back for Hell in a Cell. Bye bye. One cell, is this on? Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H.